Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking what the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. It is Sparky's Midday Madness. No, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. It's Toby Altizer here. Live from the Lakeland University studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Got some fun things to talk about today. thought earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show was a fun conversation the guys had with Gilbert Brown. So we're going to hear that here in just a few minutes. Maybe talk a little bit more Packers Niners, but heard some craziness talked about yesterday on ESPN about Giannis or Ja Morant. I think we all know the answer to that question of who you would rather have. But apparently other people don't see our side of saying it's obviously Giannis. So we'll talk about that more coming up. But right now let's hear from Gilbert Brown as he was on with the guys from the Wendy's Big Show, the Grave Digger. Join the Wendy's Big Show to talk about the Packers and Niners and all types of other things. You know what's cracking jokes this early? Yeah, man. That's why, Chili, you know how we do it now. Come on now. I'll give you the 100. Hey, Chili, hey Leroy, what's happening? I got a question for you. Um, yes, sir. Now, I don't know how much you remember that going out, to, I think, in 95, playing Seaford and the guys. And I remember um, they had a – just a whole thing about homegrown coaching against, you know, some of the guys he played with and they won a Super Bowl together. And and this was really our first chance on a national stage. Um, and we went out there and I think they were 14 point favorites and we were able to stop the run, the pass. And I mean, what do you remember about those playoff games about the, for the Niners when we went out there? Leroy, that, that was like because uh, that that was that was the start of the thirty year slump. Yes, and yes. we was it was like we was breaking out of Siberia. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, and, and I and I can remember that vividly because I remember Big Dog got us all in the room and we sat down and watched the Forty ers and we figured out one thing: if we be physical with them. Them, them was a bunch of pretty boys out there in the winter, in the summertime. If we go down there and be physical with them, we can beat them. Because nobody else gave us a chance. So that was the start of our little dynasty right there in 95 was going down there whooping their ass. Now, with that, 
Chilly, this, 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 uh, you know what? I got to say this, man. It was really nice seeing you uh, last week. I don't switch it. No, nah, I ain't, but it was. I ain't seen the dude in a long time, know, man, through the I pandemic, know. all this, man. It's nice it was to see busy, people, man. man. Nice to see people. You got nice uh, residency up there, stadium view, four games. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that, that Wayne Simmons. Uh, oh, that's a good one, Gary. Woo! That's a good one. That's That was the game plan right there, uh, Gilbert. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> Be real now. I'm gonna tell y'all the start. I'm gonna tell y'all the start now. Remember that mud bowl game we had, Leroy? Yes, yes. With the 49ers, and, With the 49ers. And, and everybody, we came out in halftime after halftime, and Jerry Rice was just like he couldn't be dirty, so he went in and put on a whole fresh, clean <laughs> uniform. Right. 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 Wayne Simmons walked up to me and said, look at this here. <laughs> he didn't say I that, but go ahead. You. And he said, I guarantee you this next play, he going to be muddy as hell. <laughs> I said, what you going to do? <laughs> what you going to do? Jay Rice, Rice came down inside for one of them slants, and he ain't catch nothing. As soon as the player's over, Wayne grabbed him and body slammed him in the mud. I said, oh, oh. <laughs> If it wasn't long from there, it was home. Hey, that's amazing. Wayne he was that tore guy. Up. He tore up, Brent. Was that Brent, Brent Jones? Brent Jones, yeah. And that's the kind of unselfish yeah, thing Jones. you need in the playoffs. Guys just play their roles. If Brent Jones was in jail and him and Wayne was in the cell, you know who the man was. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. Talking with Gilbert Brown, Packers Hall of Fame, no tackle, the grave digger on the Wendy's hey, big man, show here. Friend, man. Go ahead, Leroy. Go hey, ahead. man. Chill it. This guy. I y'all boys going to stop calling me. <laughs> no, we're not. No, no we it's not. great radio. It's award-winning, man. I do want to talk about physical stuff. I really do. Because I think that's how the San Francisco beat Dallas. They were physical up front. Yes. They ran the football. They were able to stop Dallas from running the football. And now – Kenny Clark and the guys up front, you know, you know, and you know about Big Trent Williams, you know, Big Seventy One at tackle. I mean, that guy's all pro. Their offensive line, they yeah. do these, these zone blocking scheme. What's the hardest blocking scheme to go up against? Is it a zone blocking scheme? Is it a man scheme? Is it the scoop blocks? What is most difficult for uh, like somebody like T- Kenny Clark? Yeah, I mean, down inside, Leroy. I mean. uh, Scoop blocks is 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 is, is kind of tough. I mean, zone zone blocking is tough because it gets you to move. You got to move and you got to get yeah. in front of that shoulder. I remember I remember when we played one year we played 49ers and they went out and got uh what was his name Kevin Grogan I think yeah. he was yep. he was six eight yep six eight like four hundred pounds Leroy and he yep. was at guard and I'm like hey man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, you ain't supposed to be right there. You supposed to be on that tackle. He said, "No, they brought me in to block you." I said, "Okay." <laughs> I was gonna. I said, "I told you it's gonna be a long day because I'm about to get you, big fella." Yeah, I think that's a lot. Think and that's a good point because I saw Dallas had three holding calls, and people were like, "Wow, they're yep. holding!" And it's a good way to tie up the linemen so you can't get to the Campbells and they can run free. Yeah. So, last thing for me, yeah. Gilbert, playing a double team and you, you're ready in that, that gap. When you're playing a yeah. double team, do you just stay in that gap or do you try to attack one guy and just keep moving? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of coaches, man, this, 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 this is a, a run stop of one-on-one, and I'm pretty good at that. And usually what they do is that a lot of coaches say, you know, if you got to do like season salts in there, they usually tell him to drop to a knee. You know what I mean? Drop to a knee, you know, create a pile or whatever. But if you got a guy like Kenny Clark in there or myself taking the double team on, right. you got two guys at you. You got to sit. Let's say you got the center and the guy, you on the center. You 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 got to attack that center and get him back, and you got to get off the ball. Nine times out of ten, that guard's going to bounce on you and try to get up to the linebacker, yep. or they're going to try to push you to the linebacker. But if you attack that center and push him back, the guard doesn't have a big surface to hit, and you gotta take that outside shoulder there of you and make sure you keep it down. If you bring that out shoulder 
that that God is about to hit up, he's going to hit you up and your natural body going to twist you around and get you out of there. So you got to make sure you get that shoulder down. Kids, don't listen to them coaches. Get that shoulder down. Uh, We were just talking. Funny that you mentioned Grogan. We were just watching a video of (laughs) Nate Newton over at Dion's house eating all the bologna out of his refrigerator. And uh, how good was Nate Newton? <laughs> Him and Larry Allen. Mm-hmm. How good was Nate Newton? Man, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you. People always ask me, "Who's the toughest lineman you ever faced?" I tell them, "I ain't found it yet, and I'm still looking for him." <laughs> every now and then, I tell little. Every now and then, I tell little Phil. Now, Nate Newton and Larry Allen was two of the most physical guards that that played in the NFL because. Them guys knew how to get their weight under them and push you out of that hole. And if you was and if you was anybody else, you'd be on your back and your DBs would be in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Them yeah. two guys, Nate Newton and Larry Allen, are, are, are two of the best guards. What two of the best? They are my top ten of, of guards right mm-hmm. there. How, well, how you feel this game going to shape out uh, this weekend, uh, Gilbert? I tell I tell you I tell you, man, if if we stop their running attack, cause they and and they they DBs a little suspect, man. If if we stop yep. their running attack, they're done. I mean, they're done anyway. Cause as soon as they step, they pretty asses out on the field. They're done. But anyway, you know, we are gonna shut them down, though. Hey, now where can people? Are you gonna be up at the game? Yeah, yeah, Saturday? I'm gonna be over at uh, Stadium View, probably with the the the, the biggest. Jamaican you ever seen in your life. Oh, Sean Jones. Yeah. yeah. Now, what time are you going to be up there um, on I'll Saturday? Probably start at, I, I'll start at 4.30, Leroy. Okay, so if you're in Green Bay for the game, stop by and see the Grave Digger, one of my best friends. The only reason why I'm even a Hall of Fame finalist is because of Gilbert Brown and Santana Dotson because they were very unselfish and they knew I couldn't is take Is Santana going to be there? Yeah, where is he at? He, he. He, 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 you know, Leroy, if he ain't chasing them BBWs, he man, stop, <laughs> stop, see, 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 stop, stop. He know he don't like that. I'm just saying, hey. No, nah, man, you walk. See, you, you ain't right sometimes, Gilbert. You walk right up. You walk right up in the booth, booth, saying that the other day. I think he got mad with you. I think he got mad with you when you said that. Oh, he listened to this on our Odyssey app. Oh, man. Gilbert, good to talk to you, my brother. I love you, uh, man. And, and, and anyway, uh, Gilbert, uh, Leroy told me how you hyped it up from the hey, front. Hey, hey, so no, we're not going there. Going. Uh, thanks for calling, my brother. Yeah. I'll what see happened? you Saturday. What happened? Nothing. No. What happened? <laughs> Nothing. What happened to you, money? Nothing. We'll see you Saturday. Okay? <laughs> we'll see you at Stadium View. Hey, hey Leroy, you going over to the game? Y'all going over to the game? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to come see you. Okay, good, good. I'll if come we see not you. stand outside, I ain't going. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it all worked out, my brother. Love you, my brother. Take care. Gilbert Brown, everybody. All right. All right, <laughs> y'all. heard from the gravedigger Gilbert Brown earlier on the Wendy's Big Show with Leroy and Gary. I think you should tell them to have a little more fun, man. Is <laughs> that was a fun interview. This portion of the show of Sparky's Midday Madness is brought to you by Young Express. You know, the company that we talk about all the time, it's continuing to grow. Would you like to be a part of a Christian family-run company? How about a company that has been in business for over 30 years? How about a company that's been listed on Inc. Magazine as one of America's fastest-growing companies seven out of eight years? Well, there you go. Good news. They're looking to add company straight truck drivers right now. Now, this is what you need. Minimum one year, continuous straight truck driving experience, familiar, familiarity with the DOT regulations, and clean background and driving record. Very important. What you, what you can expect from Young Express is they bring you on 40 to 55 hours per week, Monday through Friday, 99% no-touch freight, all dock-to-dock, no home deliveries. Let me say that again. No home delivery. Home deliveries. Health insurance, 401K with company match and profit sharing. No truck jump jumping plus you get a new truck every four years personal days and vacation days apply for the position today at youngexpress.com that's youngexpress.com young express success drives them more coming up here on sparky's midday madness sam schmitz and i are going to talk about crazy clip earlier this week from espn saying that john morant Giannis. i feel like this discussion shouldn't be a thing but some people might 
have the audacity to take Ja Morant over Giannis going into a playoff series? We'll talk about that more coming up on Sparky's Midday Madness. It's Sparky's Midday Madness. You've probably never heard this song on Sparky's Midday Madness because I know he doesn't like it. But you've got me, Toby Altizer, usually producing the Bart Winkler Morning Show. We have Sam Schmitz on the other side of the glass, usually producing the Rami Show, and we love this song. Oh, do I ever love this song. And we're going to talk Bucks. So I thought we had to bring it to the Sparky's Midday Madness audience who probably has never heard it before. I know Sparky wouldn't play this. We're talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. We're talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo, who recently, according to The Athletic, was named the 24th best player of all time, according to their top 75 list. And yet some people are saying that they'd rather have someone else in the NBA. This is from yesterday. Stephen A. was talking about John Morant and Giannis ahead of the Milwaukee Bucks matchup against the Grizzlies last night, in which the Bucks win. This is what he had to say about Ja versus Giannis. Let John Morant keep ascending. Mm-hmm. And I might go with Ja. I think it's a discussion. Giannis is Giannis. And I get that. And he's the reigning finals MVP, reigning champion. He's a former league MVP, defensive player of the year. I mean, the guy's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I get all of that. Giannis is Giannis. But we don't know what the hell Ja, ja going to be. I look at Ja Morant. Could you imagine if he was oh. at the Garden? Could you imagine if John Morant was at Madison Square Garden every night? Do you understand how special that would be? And I'm telling y'all right now, I got John Morant as a top two, top three MVP candidate right now. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. Right in that conversation with Giannis, I'm going to throw Joel Embiid in there. Kevin Durant, obviously, and Steph Curry. Kevin Durant is going because of the injury. I had him at number one. You were right. Mm -hmm. Steph Curry, you know, fell off a little bit, but he could come back. But John Morant right now? Look, I know Giannis is going dom- gonna to dominate everybody that's smaller and weaker. I get that. But what John Morant can do, Lord have mercy. I, I got to tell you, I-, I can't sit up there and definitively say I'd rather have Giannis come playoff time at this moment. Come on. I mean, come on. Really? You would consider taking John Morant? Look, look I love John Morant. One of my favorite players in the NBA. I think an ascending star. I think at some point in this his time in the league, he's maybe going to win an MVP. He's going to be a first-team All-NBA. He's one of the best guards in the league. Don't get me wrong. Love watching him play. This year, he's averaging just under 25 points a game, almost six rebounds, and almost seven assists. 24.7, 5.8, 6.9. Good for him. He's not Giannis, man. Giannis is a two-time MVP. He dropped a 50-piece in Game 6 of the NBA Finals not five years ago. Not seven years ago, not a decade ago, last season. Not that long ago. And I know Stephen A. Smith knows it because he was there. Maybe he doesn't want to come back to Milwaukee. That's fine. Whatever. But to tell me that you think if you're going into the playoffs right now that it's not definitive 100% you'd rather have Giannis Antetokounmpo than John Morant? How ridiculous is this? If you wanted to weigh in on this topic, 414-799-1250. Sam, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's just anytime you have a debate like this versus a young player versus a player who's proven it, you usually, to make the strongest point, you usually go with the guy who's already proven. And, I mean, I don't know what it is about Giannis and the national media. Maybe it's that, you know, he his play style isn't sexy enough to what they usually want to talk about. How's it not LeBron. sexy? Did you watch the game last night? He but, threw it off the glass to himself. I mean, I think you agree with myself that – the media just doesn't want to make Giannis a thing, which is weird because Giannis should be his story, not only from what he's evolved into, but what he's had to deal with his entire life and just the type of person he is and how he plays and how he just keeps on getting better and better and better every year. I mean, how, how are we not praising this guy in the national media every day? I just don't get it because, I mean, look, even in Giannis's game this year, I mean, you see that he's trying to shorten up his free throw routine. He's getting better at those. 
His three-point percentage, it might not be the highest it's ever been in his career, but he's knocking three-pointers down now at a, a confidence level that has never been there in his career. So I just don't get like, yeah, the upside of John Morant is probably pretty ridiculous. Like you said, he could probably be an MVP contender at one point, first team all NBA, sure. But I mean, Giannis, we're talking about a guy who's already been there, done that, and is getting better and better. I just don't get why. I mean, if there was ever a reason to not tune into those shows and listen to 12 of Day and the Fan, now you have your reason. Yeah, I mean, the only hot take artists we have on the show or in the station are Rami, who still thinks Josh oh, Allen is not a top five quarterback. Well, <laughs> I mean, look, the Josh Allen thing, I somewhat agree. There are certain quarterbacks you can debate. Maybe he just sneaks out of the top five, but I mean, the fact that Rami takes Derek Carr and Matthew Stafford <laughs> over Josh Allen, that's that's where I have the yeah. audacity. That's where I just take offense to it. Yeah, and, you know, that's fine. You know, Rami, appreciate him sticking to his guns there, that Josh Allen isn't the guy. That's fine. It's not this hot take-ish that you'd rather have Ja Morant than Giannis Antetokounmpo. And Let Stephen me- A. is just talking about in the playoffs. In the playoffs? I mean, we're talking about a guy who hasn't even sniffed the playoffs. I mean, come on. Well, and you're coming off a guy that just won the NBA Finals last year. Right. Won a Finals MVP. All on one leg, he dropped a 50-piece in Game 6 to clinch it. He was awesome the entire way. He willed them to victory most of those games. Him and Chris Middleton. Middleton would do it sometimes, but mostly Giannis. I mean, how? Let me read you his stat line last night. 33 points, 7 assists, 15 rebounds on 12 of 25 shooting against the Memphis Grizzlies, against John Morant's Memphis Grizzlies. All right, well... Let's look at another team. All right, against Golden State, one of the top teams in the league. How about 30 points, 11 assists, 12 rebounds on 11 of 17 shooting? Oh, that's not good enough. How about against Brooklyn? 27 minutes, 7 rebounds, 9 assists, 31 points. What more do you want out of Giannis? The thing is, like you said, maybe people don't want to make Giannis a thing. Here's the thing. Giannis is a thing. Giannis is the best player in the NBA right now. And I think some people are in denial of it. Because, you know what? I guarantee you, if you ask the average NBA fan if they want a Ja or Giannis, you know what? I think the average NBA fan is smart enough to know, I'm taking Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm taking the guy that has shown that he can take a team to the NBA Finals and win it. And not only just hit by himself, (laughs) he can drop 50 to close it for you. And you know what? He can make it look pretty easy, too, because he's so good. Look, I get Jaws awesome. This is nothing against John Morant. Again, I love watching John Morant play. But I really just don't understand. What are you trying to say? I want to hear this one more time because this is just this is terrible. Let John Morant keep ascending. Mm-hmm. And I might go with Ja. No. I think it's a discussion. Giannis is no. Giannis. Yeah, a and two-time I get MVP. That. And he's the reigning finals MVP, reigning champion. He's a former league MVP, defensive player of the year. I mean, the guy's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I get all of that. Giannis is Giannis. Pause for a second. He just told you why you shouldn't take Ja. He just told you. He named everything that you Whatever. Let's let's finish out what he's trying to say here. But we don't know what the hell Ja, ja gonna be. I look at Ja Morant. Could you imagine if he was oh. at the Garden? Could you imagine if John Morant was at Madison Square yeah. Garden every night? Yeah. Do you understand how special that would be? And I'm telling y'all right now, I got John Morant as a top two, top three MVP candidate right now. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Right in that conversation with Giannis, I'm going to throw Joel Embiid in there, Kevin Durant, obviously, and Steph Curry. Kevin Durant is going because of the injury. I had him at number one. You were right. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry you know, fell off a little bit, but he could come back. But John Morant right now, look, I know Giannis is going to do- he's gonna dominate everybody that's smaller and weaker. I get that. But what John Morant can do, Lord have mercy. I, I got to tell you, I-, I can't sit up there and definitively say I'd rather have Giannis come playoff time at this moment. I can definitively tell you that I would rather have Giannis. I can tell you that. I really don't think there's any discussion here. And obviously, we're in Milwaukee. We understand that. We watch Giannis more. But you can't tell me watching that game last night. Look, Ja was impressive. Look at Ja's game last night. He had a good game. But Giannis, at the end, he's added stuff to his game this year that he hasn't had in the past. 
at the end of that game, he's hitting a fallaway jumper in the corner, knocking it down, ice in his veins. I mean, what more can you want out of Giannis? Last night, he another impressive performance where he scores 30, gets the job done. Look, I get that Ja was awesome. Ja had 33 points on 14 with 14 assists, 8 rebounds. Good for Ja. 12-27 shooting. He hit some threes, but he still doesn't have that aspect of his game down. Giannis already dominates so many aspects of the game, and now he's adding a jumper to that. He's adding that three-point jumper, that jumper that people were already scared of, that if he added it, watch out for Giannis. What what more do you want out of Giannis? He's getting better at the free-throw line, too. So if you want to hack-a-shack him, I mean, good luck. I mean, I, let me ask you this, Toby, too. I want to get your thoughts on this. Do you think John Moran's potential could ever reach what Giannis has already accomplished? I, uh, I wouldn't think so. Right. Here's the thing with you. I mean, it's, it's such a big gap already. We're talking two MVPs, Defensive Player of the Year, Finals MVP. I mean, All-Star MVP, All-Star, you know, first team all, all NBA. It's just, I don't even think like a guy that young could even catch up to Giannis at this point. Yeah, I mean, in order for Ja to have a, a career that would surpass Giannis, he would have to have a Steph Curry-esque career without the three-point shot, right? I mean, because Ja doesn't have that yet. Maybe he adds it. And do I think that Ja can get to a point where he is a Hall of Fame player, he's a perennial first-team All-NBA guard? Yes, I do. I think he's going to get there. Is he ever going to match the dominance that... Look, when you watch the NBA, who's been a more dominant player in a stretch than what Giannis has been the last couple seasons? I still think Kevin Durant can be in this conversation, but I don't know if you could say he's been as dominant. I think the last guy you saw dominate like this was Shaq. And I don't see Ja getting to that level. I don't see him matching a Hall of Fame level like a Giannis. Giannis is the best player in the game right now. I don't know that we ever say that about Ja. I think it could be close. Maybe we do once some of these guys retire. Maybe we do once Giannis is out of the league, once Kevin Durant's out of the league. Maybe. But to to say that for Stephen A to say, what could Ja be? Okay, but you know what Giannis is. Finals MVP. Two-time regular season MVP. Drops 50 in game six of the finals. Comes back from a knee injury that everybody else would have been sidelined for the rest of the playoffs with. Would have missed some of this season. And yet Giannis is out here averaging... 33 points a game or something like that since the beginning of this season. He's averaging 28. He's leading right now in the MVP talk again. And you'd rather have John Morant? Look, I just think at times you've got (laughs) to stop overthinking things. When the guy's the best player in the NBA, like Giannis, there's no one I'd rather have over him. 414-799-1250 if you want to hop in on the conversation. You can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer at Sam double underscore Schmitz. If you want to tweet at Sam to talk about it, Mike the Painter gave us a call, wants to talk about Giannis versus Ja. Mike, what's going on? Hey, Giannis is one of three players to pull off an MVP and defensive player of the year. John Morant's never going to do that. No one's ever done it twice, and right now Giannis is in the front of both is, of he's, he's, he's on the verge of doing it. He, like Sam said, he's increased his free throw percentage. He's he's upped his game every year substantially, and he makes everybody around him better. Not just a better player on the court, but a better human being, because that is what Giannis is, the best human being out there and the best player in the world. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. I agree with you. I mean, he's just such a it's, – it's really a privilege to be in Milwaukee and work in the media and get to cover a guy like Giannis where we watch him right. every night. He's dominant. And not only he's, that, he's a good guy to cover. He's a, he's a good he's human. So, he's so approachable, and there, you don't get athletes like him that are approachable like him. No, you really don't. I appreciate the call, Mike. We'll talk Thank again you. tomorrow. You're doing a great job, Toby. Appreciate it, Mike. All right, that was Mike the Painter. If you want to hop in on the conversation, Giannis versus Ja, 414-799-1250. I think we all are going Giannis. I, I get that. But there's never a bad time to brag on Giannis and Tedekumpo, so we'll keep doing that here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Got Bucks lust. I love my Milwaukee Bucks. Got Bucks lust. Got Bucks lust. I love my Milwaukee Bucks. This is the acoustic Got version lust. of Got Bucks Lust. Have you heard this one before? I have. How do you, do you like it? 
I don't mind it. Which one do you like more? Oh, I love. Oh, I love the regular version. That that little bass guitar in the beginning. I mean, yeah. nothing beats that. But I we, we said it like this in the Rami show. Like this is the this is the version that you play for your significant other. Get a little charcuterie board going, some wine and all that. And you do, you play. Get, do you get all the hype around charcuterie boards? No, it's it's a it's a white person thing. I don't get it. I, yeah. I think they're overrated. I'd rather just go grab burgers or my charcuterie board is having a pizza. Right. I mean, it's great for parties, but I think they're overhyped. Yeah. <laughs> Give me pizza and wings. Right. Oh, any day, any day. Sam, you said you have the updated odds for. MVP in the NBA. Yeah, so this is according to the Action Network, and this is the latest odds from yesterday. Currently, Steph Curry is the leader still in the MVP odds at 160, but Giannis Adetokounmpo, Stephen A. Smith, if you're listening, Giannis is at in second place right now for the MVP odds at plus 280, and then John Morant is fifth right now at plus 1500. Right now on NBA.com, they do their Kia MVP ladder. I believe this was the latest one. They had Giannis at one. John Morant's down at seven. Again, John Morant, we're not trying to disparage John Morant, but to take him over a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo just seems incredibly disrespectful. You don't understand the greatness of Giannis. And I I think you see the evolution of Giannis even just in a game like last night. You know, maybe if you didn't catch the end of that game last night, if you have the opportunity, catch the last couple minutes. It was impressive that... He's able to, they need a bucket late in the shot clock. They get it to him in the corner, and he hits a turnaround fadeaway that he seemed to be able to hit this year. That seems to be an added wrinkle to Giannis's game that he didn't have last year. At times, maybe he'd hit it now and then. But I've the, the games that you're able to catch, you see Giannis do some things that you think he's a little bit different this season. And this Bucks team, if you look at them right now, I think some Bucks fans look at the standings if maybe they're just now starting to pay attention to the NBA season as the NFL starts to wind down and you know college football's finished up. Maybe you start looking at the standings and you see the Bucks not at the top. They're still two games back, but you see them in fourth place. You see them in fifth place the other day at 28 and 19, and maybe you wonder what's going on. I think with this Bucks team, you you see it with teams all the time. You win a championship and it's Okay, it's about winning championships. Who really cares about what the record is in the regular season? And I think that's what you're seeing out of this Milwaukee Bucks team is they're ready to go, they're ready to play, but they're not always going to show up every night. And that can be frustrating because you want to go watch a game. You turn on a game that you haven't watched the Bucks in two weeks, three weeks, and you turn on a game on Valley Sports Wisconsin, and you're excited to watch the Bucks, and they come out and they lose to a team like Charlotte. All right, well, maybe it's disappointing. But at the same point, is a game in January the goal of this season? No. Is having the best regular season record the best the, the goal of this season? No. The, the goal of this season is winning an NBA Finals and going back-to-back. And right now, I think this Bucks team understands that. And they're not going full-fledged into every single night, ready to go. And that's something that I think they'll work on. They understand that they need to ramp up as they get towards the end of the regular season. They get towards the playoffs. But right now, they're just trying to get through it. This is the hard part of the regular season now, where you're getting into you know planned guys are exhausted, some guys' bodies are not 100%, and you're, you're just trying to get to the All-Star break, get those couple extra days off. You know, guys are in and out of the lineup. You get Drew finally back in the lineup last night. This Bucks team's going to be fine. And it's going to be fine because you have a guy like Giannis. You have a guy like Chris Middleton. And frankly, you're going to be fine because you've got a coach like Mike Budenholzer. And I understand that a lot of us like to clown him even last season. But this guy has got championship pedigree now. And it's funny how just winning one championship, getting over the hump, can really change a team. But I think you see it in the Bucks When they need to flip a switch, when they need to be ready to go, they're ready to go. And we talked about this a little bit on the Bart Winkler show uh, earlier this week. And we talked about how I don't think when you say the Bucks need to flip a switch that it's like a normal light switch where it's on and off. I almost feel like this Bucks light switch is... Motion detected, right? 
when there's a good team in town, the Warriors, they're ready to go, and they look like it. The Grizzlies last night, they're a good basketball team. They get the job done. Hornets, eh. It's not, it's not emotion that's going to get you ready to go. It's not emotion that's going to turn them on. When, when a good team comes into town, like Brooklyn, Golden State, those teams come into town, Milwaukee's ready to play. And if, if you're worried at all about the Bucks at this point in the season, go back and turn on that Golden State game and tell me you're still worried about the Bucks, Because there's no reason to be. You still got Giannis instead of Kumpo. If anything happens to one of those top three guys with Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis, then you can worry. I'm still not worried. I want to hop in on the conversation as we continue to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. 414-799-1250. Reach out to us there. You can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. You can tweet Sam at Sam underscore Schmitz, double underscore Schmitz. Uh, Sam, I want to get your thoughts on this real quick. What point, I know Rami's talked about this at times with the Bucks, but is there like a cutoff point, a game number, a time of the year, that you start thinking, all right, if the Bucks haven't really turned it on by then, I'm worried. For me, and look, I always say the regular season is meaningless, and I've said that before last year, and after winning the championship, I think we can even say even more so than any year that the regular season is pretty meaningless when you really think about it in comparison to the playoffs. So for me, I really don't try to put any stock, if like much, into the regular season, but usually – you know, right a couple weeks after the trade deadline, once you kind of get these final pieces set in your roster and you you know, you know who you have and who you're probably not going to, that's when I really start to think like, okay, how are we going to match up against some of these teams in the playoffs? But I mean, to your point too, it's, it's hard to put any stock into this team right now because I mean, man, I couldn't keep up with uh, Shams Sharania and Adrian Wojnarowski's Twitter account these past couple weeks with everybody dealing with COVID, all these teams in the NBA. I mean, so many guys were given 10-day contracts, two-way deals, and stuff like that. So it's hard to judge any of those teams during this point. And then also, you consider the fact that Drew's been injured and he just got back last night. And this team right now, it's not even going to be the same team after the trade deadline because they let go of Boogie. So who knows what John Horse is going to do to fill in that last roster spot too. So I can't even judge this team right now because – who knows who they're going to add? I mean, they didn't just let go of Boogie for nothing, I hope, at least. So that there's there's also that, too. Yeah, and to your point about the trade deadline, what do you want to see them do? Do you want to see them stay pat and kind of hope that they get Brooke Lopez back? Or do you want to see them maybe go out and get a big man, maybe move a guy like Dante and see what you can get? Well, with how Dante's been playing the past couple of weeks, I don't think anybody's going to want him at mm-hmm. this point. Um, and I think he's even... For to the Bucks' credit, I think he's even driving his free agent price down too, so that may even benefit re-signing him. But for the Bucks, the only thing I'm hoping for, or that I at least want, is I just want at least a big, somebody who can play center and give Bobby and Giannis a break at the five and all that. That's that's really all I'm looking for, and somebody that come playoff time, let's say Brook Lopez, something happens with his back, a setback or something, if he's not ready to go, that whoever we trade for or bring in could probably be a fill-in for that. Yeah, it will be fun to see what John Horst is able to do with the trade deadline, what he wants to do, because with this Bucks team, you see that they do miss Brooke Lopez. Now, Bobby Portis has been really good, and I think one thing that Bobby Portis has done a good job with this season that I think has made missing Brooke Lopez a little bit, I mean, a little less, maybe you miss him just a little bit less, is Bobby's been knocking down the three when he needs to. It's something that Brooke Lopez has kind of gradually lost the last couple seasons. He's lost that ability to knock down the three-point shot when you really want it. I think Bobby's kind of taken that over, and he's been able to do a really good job with it. And so I, I think you are fine with Bobby, but you want another big man. I mean, you you don't want to go into the playoffs with it being Bobby Portis and Mamu, whoever else. You need Brooke Lopez back, and if he's not going to come back, I, I think that's what the Bucks got to do with themselves. Look themselves in the mirror. Look at Brooke Lopez and say, look, is he coming back or is he not? Be honest with yourself. If he's not coming back, I think you got to go make a move. Whether it's signing somebody, which you did, and Boogie, you let him go. And I think a lot of Bucks fans are mad about that. Or now that you've let him go, go acquire someone at the trade deadline. Because you you got to be honest. If Brooke isn't going to be back and they don't make a move and it comes down to missing Brooke Lopez in the playoffs and they didn't do anything about it, then I think that's utter mismanagement by Horst. And I trust he's going to figure it out and do a better job than just simply hoping 
that Brooke Lopez is back. But we'll talk about all that. Maybe we'll preview a little bit of Niners Packers here coming up as we wrap up Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM, The Fan. It's Sparky's Midday Madness. Toby Altizer here alongside Sam Schmitz. This portion of the show brought to you by the Q Club of Wisconsin. No matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own indoor, own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin with plenty of TVs to watch the games while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room and settle down to awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled high with all the extras. I can't do that high like Sparky does, but Please visit don't. their Facebook page or qclubofwisconsin.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. All right, we talked a lot of bucks, but I think it's time for some Packers. Rami Maklov alongside us here. Rami, do you dig this song? You never heard this? No, I haven't heard this. What? what? This? No. you got to be kidding me. I've never heard this. Oh, my God. What is this? This is G-Force, G-Force dude. Well, I've never heard it. I hate you. When did this come out? Oh, years ago. Like, remember when every, like, all these Packer fans had, like, you know, front yard signs that said G-Force and everything? Like, the Packers tried to make this a thing. Like, the Brewers tried to make uh, Claws Claws up. Claws up. <laughs> I don't remember G-Force. Well, Bart said that I, I hadn't heard until Bart played it, so you're not the only one. But Bart plays this, like, every day, so I hear it. It's the best. <laughs> I didn't hear it today because I wasn't with Bart this morning. I heard it now. Well, one thing with this Packers team we just got news of today, sounds like MVS is going to be doubtful. Does that worry you guys at all? A little bit. A little bit. Just because he's that deep threat that the Packers need, I think, if they're going to – because I think it's important that they get off to a fast start. And yeah. I think it's important that they get a lead early. And a couple mm-hmm. big strikes would go a long way in doing that. And he's sort of, I mean, Devontae Adams obviously can go deep as well. But MVS is kind of that that dude who streaks down the field and, and opens up the field for a lot of other guys. So, yeah, I think that would be a significant absence if they were without MVS on Saturday. Yeah, and I really thought that he was going to play. Now he misses back-to-back days of practice. They say they're going to list him as doubtful. What about David Bakhtiari? They got him listed as questionable, had the day off of practice today, practiced yesterday. I mean, does he play? I think he plays. Does I think, he play I think the this full is, game? I think this is a load management thing. Does he play the full game? Yeah. You don't swap offensive linemen no, in and out so unless something is wrong with the dude. Like, he can't go out there for some reason. So, I think he plays. I think if, if you set out practice, and you said he set out practice again today, mm-hmm. they have to list you as questionable yeah. on the injury report. I think that's just a load management thing, and he's going to play. I don't think they run him out there for week 18. And then, unless he had a setback of some sort, we don't know. The Packers wouldn't tell us that un- until they had to. Unless he had a, a setback of some sort, I can't imagine David Bakhtiari won't play on Sunday. Yeah. He'll play and the whole game. I, I hope he plays, because it makes a big difference for those guys. If he's out there, then you have a lot of confidence that they're able to get the job done against the Niners in that pass rush. I believe the Niners are tied for fifth in the league in sacks. I mean, that that's a formidable front, especially if they have guys like Nick Bosa out there, who I, I would assume he's going to play. Fred Warner looks like he's going to play. Have we heard anything about Bosa? I haven't seen anything. And he's in concussion protocol, so it's not like he can just like tough it out. You know like, what I mean? He's, it's not a team doctor thing either. The, the Warner thing, I'm more I'm more certain about than than Bosa because yeah. Bosa has to. I mean, he has to clear concussion protocol. It's not like I said he can't just rub some dirt on it and run out there and give it a go. You know what I mean? He ha- he has to clear certain certain protocols and certain hurdles before he gets back out there on the field. So I'd that's be the remiss, one I'm wondering about. Rami, if I didn't yes. ask you about this, have you heard this clip about Stephen A. talking about Giannis and Ja? I th- I think so. I think I might have been watching yesterday when he said what you're about. I think. I don't know. This is what Stephen A. had to say about Ja versus Giannis. Let Ja Morant keep ascending. Mm-hmm. And I might go with Ja. I think it's a discussion. Giannis is Giannis. And I get that. And he's the reigning finals MVP, reigning champion. He's a former league MVP, defensive player of the year. I mean, the guy's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I get all of that. Giannis is Giannis. But we don't know what the hell Ja, ja going to be. I look at Ja Morant. Could you imagine if he was oh. at the Garden? This gets more Could you imagine if Ja Morant was at Madison Square yeah. Garden every night? Ah. Yeah. Do you understand how special that would be? And I'm telling y'all right now, I got Ja Morant 
as a top two, top three MVP candidate right now. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Right in that conversation with Giannis, I'm going to throw Joel Embiid in there. Kevin Durant, obviously, and Steph Curry. Kevin Durant is going because of the injury. I had him at number one. You were right. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry, you know, fell off a little bit, but he could come back. But John Morant right now? Look, I know Giannis is going to dominate everybody that's small and weak. I get that. But what John Morant can do, Lord have mercy. I got to tell you, I I can't sit up there and definitively say I'd rather have Giannis come playoff time at this moment. At this moment. At this moment. Come on. And and I think Sam asked me a good question. I'll ask you. Do you think Ja ever reaches what Giannis already is? No, man. No. Did you hear yesterday on the show when I read off Giannis's resume? Sam's jaw dropped. Like, we all know it, but then you hear it, like, or you see it in print, and you just go, what? What did this, what did you just say this man did? It's insanity. I'm trying to pull it up right now. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it. By the way, my jaw didn't drop because of that. My jaw dropped because I created uh, the greatest drop ever known to mm. mankind that I created yesterday. Josh Allen is a top five quarterback. <laughs> That's what my job was dropping for you. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. God. Why is everyone everywhere I go working against me? You know, I went down to Chicago, and the first thing they did was play me singing The Bears Still Suck and then brought up my Josh Allen take. Like, I can't. Everywhere I go, people are working against me. I, I, I work all, with you on mostly all these everything. Teams, all these teams I'm supposed to be a part of, you know, oh, we're all a team. We all work together. We got each other's back. And everywhere I go, everywhere I turn, there's somebody else behind me stabbing me in the back. Kicking including Rami while including he's my down. own producer, <laughs> Sam Schmitz, over Look, here. It's, it's crazy. It's I help crazy. you out on most things, and we agree on a lot of things, but uh, this is the one battle I will not help you with. The fact that I've reached the heights that I've reached, you know, with friends like these is remarkable. <laughs> imagine, is imagine if I had an actual support system of people who helped me and didn't try to make me look to, bad constantly. To your credit, Rami, yeah. I do appreciate someone sticking to their guns on something, you. and you are. This was Listen to what Giannis has done, man, and then and then talk to me about John Morant. And I love John Morant. I love John Morant. But you can't have this conversation without making it sound like you're knocking John Morant. That's not. But, man, two-time MVP, five-time All-NBA, five-time All-Star, most improved, defensive player of the year, NBA champ, finals MVP, NBA 75th anniversary team, the Athletics 75th anniversary team, youngest player on that list at number 24 at just 27 years old. John Morant has done none of that. How are we even having this conversation? Like, you want to talk to me about Kevin Durant. You want to talk to me about other guys around this league who have done a few things and have a long resume. Okay, we can have that discussion. I, I can't sit here and say Giannis is the best player in the world, hands down. But John Morant, dude, that's what you're coming at me with? That's what you're coming at me with. Not you. I'm talking about Stephen A. Smith. Sorry, I opened up a clip there. I didn't no, mean to you're open good. Up. What <laughs> yeah. are we doing? I, I really don't know. I mean, you you got to be – there's no way he actually believes that, right? And then, uh, so today, and they were asking that question on first take. Obviously, that's where you heard Stephen A. say it. And then they asked the same question on NBA Today with Malika Andrews and the crew, which I usually I watch a few minutes of before I leave for work while I'm eating a little lunch. And so today I turn on first take and I turn on and I turn on NBA today and not a mention of it. All they talked about the entire time. I was like, oh, these dudes are going to come on here and eat some crow about their John Morant Giannis Mm -hmm. thing after what we saw last night. And Giannis showed you who he was compared to a John Morant. Not a mention of it. They spent the whole time talking about the Lakers and the NBA talk was geared towards the Lakers (laughs) and what's going on with Russell Westbrook and, and Frank Vogel. Such a joke. It's awesome to watch. They benched Westbrook in the fourth. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Yeah. And I mean, the. They're having to come out and say, management's fine if you bench him, Frankie. Like, come on. John Morant is who we're asking if you would rather have Giannis over? I think there's one guy that is a legitimate conversation, and that's Kevin Durant. That's it. LeBron is still really good, dude. Yeah, LeBron but. LeBron is still just a just, beast. If you give me LeBron in 2012, you give me LeBron when he's actually trying in the playoffs, sure. But right now I'm taking Giannis. I think Kevin Durant's the only guy I think I'd have a conversation about. And maybe you could talk me into Durant just because of Let me ask you this. Ability. This is what I always do with quarterbacks. And this is, this is why Aaron Rodgers. He's a quarterback expert. This is why Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady. I will say, like, put Aaron Rodgers on any of those Patriots teams, and do they win a Super Bowl? And the oh, answer absolutely. is yes. He probably wins two or three more than Tom Brady did because he's better mm-hmm. and does more things on a football field to help you win football games than Tom Brady does. If you plucked LeBron off last year's Bucks or plucked, plucked Giannis off of last year's Bucks and put LeBron on there, they still win a championship, right? Probably. 
That's what I'm saying. So if, if that's the case, then there's an argument to be made that that guy is just as good, if not a better basketball player. There's an argument to be made. I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying I believe that. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm saying if go around the league and take anybody and ask yourself if I if I replace LeBron with them, do they still win a championship? If the answer is yes, there is a conversation. There's a debate to be had about whether or not that guy is better than Giannis. John Moran ain't winning a championship with last <laughs> year's Bucks. Say. It's not happening, no, dude. Even so ja right the now. The conversation stops right there. It ends right there. Kevin Durant maybe does. LeBron probably maybe does. And after that, I, I'm, I have a, maybe Joel Embiid, maybe, yeah. wins a championship with that team. Very few. And after that, there's nobody. There's mm-hmm. nobody who you can come to me and, mm, Jokic, maybe. Maybe a Jokic. But other, after that, so he's top four, top five at worst. And he's but to talk about him with John Morant is crazy, dude. It's it really it's is. ridiculous. It really is. What do we got coming up on today's Rami show? On the Rami show today, do you think the Packers have figured out the 49ers? Have they solved that problem? Cracked that code? We'll talk about that. Out of the gates at 3:30, we are going to talk some Bucks. Does Toby, let me ask you this. Is how the Bucks look with the big three the only thing that matters? Is that the only thing that matters to you as far as your confidence um, that this team can win a win a championship again? I don't know that you can say just that because I need to see what the role players do. Okay. But I'm not worried about record and stuff until March. Okay. Because they're the fifth seed right now. But I think they're 17 and three when all three of the big yeah, three w- start and finish a game. I'd have to say no because I need to see what those other guys have. Okay. But I'm not worried about record yet. So we'll talk about that. Bart Winkler will be here at four o'clock. We'll pick up where we left off this morning when yeah, I, I was on was his fun. show. And uh, Jason Lockenfora will be here at five o'clock. We'll probably hear from Matt LaFleur and Randall Cobb today as well. Awesome. Sounds like a fun Rami show coming up here in just a few minutes. You can hear Rami Maklov and the Rami show with Sam Schmitz coming up here next on 1250 AM. The fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 